the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, good afternoon, and thanks for coming along. The Tuesday Snowbound edition of The Ride Home. I like it. Me too. Uh, actually, I was out on the driveway this morning, and I threw some salt down. Really? Was, yeah, yeah. How'd that feel? Fine. Good. Uh, Did you of- use any salt last year? Uh, yeah, maybe like half a bag okay. or so. Yeah, yeah. But I, I had the uh, the audacity to park up top. You know, there's yes. like this lower level in this top. <laughs> Believe me, I don't live in a mansion, but there is a, a long driveway. So last night I thought I'll just park up top. I came out uh, this morning and it was icy. It was super slick, and uh, I thought, well, I better put some ice, some some salt out there. Otherwise, I'll go flying down that hill. So I woke up early and did, and, oh. all, and all was well. Okay, that's good. You know what I did today for the mm. first time? What do you got? Hey, you got your winter boots on. I got on. the boots on, people. Excellent. It hasn't, they haven't been necessary. Very nice. No, now's the time. Good. Well, I'll tell you what I did for the first time. I pulled out my office booties, which... Oh, for heaven's sake. Which I don't have on right now. Oh, but for I felt, heaven's I felt pretty good about sake. it. For those of you who don't know, I, they're like the little sort of warm... Slippers. They're slippers at work. Who yeah. has work slippers? I do. I mean, <laughs> it's like I'm trying you to live think here. Of, of who else would have work slippers. Like I, Lexi, can you think of anybody, any character in a book or who movie work slippers? who would have work slippers? There you go. Oh Thank you. Oh my gosh! Bring them in. Over. God bless you, Lexi. Did you read? Uh, did you read the Mysterious Benedict Society? No. Hmm. <laughs> I'm so shocked by that. What? Nicholas oh. Benedict would probably wear. Oh, yeah. Have work slippers. I think it, you're here forever. So why not make yourself comfortable? We've gone beyond suits and ties. And, and now everything. we're to work slippers? Booties. Get out of here. It's okay. all good. All right. It's time for news. Busy news day. Yeah, should we do news? <clears throat> why not? Let's, yeah, let's try news in the top four <laughs> at four. Without further ado, here is the top four at four. It's Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Should I start with number one? Please. Number one. Hours after the uh, U.S. Steel Company announced. Oh, no, no way. I'm going to start with a different one. Okay. 1A. Okay. 1A. Because there were several things that were vying for yeah, number of one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Change midstream. Let's talk about this. The multinational task force that uh, has been announced to protect commercial traffic through the Red Sea. Mm. You've heard I about this. this. We I talked this. about yep. the Suez yep. Canal thing yesterday. Who are these guys? Yeah. So shipping giant AP Moller Maersk said it's going to send its vessels around the Cape of Good Hope in Africa that, instead. What the heck? You know how far away that is? <laughs> That's so far. Okay. So the message that they're sending is clear yep. that they're nervous about what's going on around the Suez Canal. The message is let the bad guys win. 
win. Yeah, there's well, they're saying at least we're not going to get involved in it. Jeez. Attacks on merchant vessels by Houthi forces, they're supported by the nation of Iran, have mostly taken place near the southern end of the Red Sea, also called the Gate of Tears. The rising threat from pirates and attacks has prompted many of the world's biggest shipping companies to find alternate routes. This tiny sliver of water, which separates the Mediterranean Sea and the Indian Ocean, at one end, John, bookended by the Suez Canal, that's at the north, the Gate of Tears to the south. These two straits, along with an Egyptian pipeline, carry 12% of the world's oil and 8% of liquefied natural gas. More than 20% of the world's container trade passes through the Suez Canal. You would think what it would cost and the time and the effort to go around the Cape of Horn, that they would just have a small private army. Yeah. Seriously. Well, maybe that's what's going to develop over the... Right. I mean, well, remember what happened when the Suez Canal was blocked by the Ever Given? Yes. Like, Everything things was... went absolutely crazy around the world. So this is it, but so, for the long term, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, maybe. Number two. Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to serve on the Supreme Court, who served also as its ideological center for more than 20 years, is being memorialized today during a funeral service at the National Cathedral. Sandra Day O'Connor died in Phoenix on December 1st at age 93. She will be eulogized by President Biden and Chief Justice John Roberts, uh, the service live stream. Uh, this funeral service comes after Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, the late justice's law clerks, member of Congress, and the public paid respects to O'Connor as she lay in repose in the Supreme Court's Great Hall on Monday. Number three, just hours after the announcement that U.S. Steel would be sold to a Japanese company, this is the thing I was thinking maybe I would put as number one for today, U.S. senators from opposite parties but neighboring states are all hacked off about it. Quote, it's absolutely outrageous that U.S. Steel has agreed to sell themselves to a foreign company, said John Fetterman. Steel is always about our security, he said, both our national security and the economic security of our steel communities. I'm committed to doing anything I can do using my platform and position to block this foreign sale. I like it. Also, fellow Pennsylvania Democrat Senator Bob Casey said the U.S. Marquis Steel Company should remain under American ownership. J.D. Vance, Republican of Ohio, said the same thing. Ohio's Democratic Governor Sherrod Brown joined Mr. Vance in criticizing the deal. Everyone seems to be just frustrated with the news that came out. I mean, I think it is a national security issue. Well, it certainly could be. Yeah. It could become one, right? right? It's like, you know, microchips. Read more about that in the PG. And number four, Pittsburgh City Council yesterday voted to ban the French delicacy foie gras. The measure sponsored by council members Krauss and Strasburger bans the sale of force-fed animal products. Um, This legislation allows for entities that are selling it to provide documentary evidence that the animal was not force-fed to gain an exemption. Well, it's not foie gras if they weren't force-fed. So anyway, they said the ban reflects our values and acknowledges the importance of responsible and compassionate practices in our community. And that's the top four. I'm I'm not going to eat foie gras. No, me neither. But, you know, to put a a ban on that, they're also putting a ban on fur as well. In the meantime, they gave themselves a 7% raise. How about the... And you know what? $86,000 a year. Good job, you guys. (laughs) I know. When they said, well, the the reason we're giving ourselves a raise Mm -hmm. is because we haven't had one in so long. Mm -hmm. Like, well, join the crowd. everybody. 
everybody, please. Yeah, exactly. What the heck? Anyway, City still, Council. there's no reason that humans have to eat that. No, I believe there's that's no true reason too. humans have to eat that. That's just my opinion. Anyway. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk about uh, Jesus's maternal lineage. I, this is a really interesting subject. I think so as well. Yeah. yeah. Stick around. It's the Tuesday edition of the Ride Home Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on Word FM. WORD. Hello, Michael Youssef here, and I want to tell you that loneliness in our society has reached a pandemic proportion, and yet few want to admit it for fear that people might think less of them. But God said that he is the friend who sticks to you closer than a brother. Will you come to him? Visit LTW. Dot org slash Jesus to find out more. Leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000, with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. One thing that the um, the internet has done has given us a, a great tool to look back at our family trees, right? I mean, people have done this. You go back into your DNA, and of course, the, the numerous stories of surprises within those family exactly. trees. Exactly, and you think, am I Are you glad my that I? <laughs> Where's my brother? I mean, should I not have looked? Right? Into this? And, and of course, there's true crime stories based around this as well. However, our story today is a different story about family trees. Uh, Jesus' maternal lineage. Kaz Hayashi is with us, and he is uh, the associate professor of Old Testament at Bethel Seminary in Minnesota. But he wrote a really interesting piece this Christmas, Let's Remember Jesus' Maternal Lineage. Kaz, welcome to the show. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Kaz, can I ask you about your maternal lineage? 
Yeah, um, I was actually born and raised in Japan, and my mother is the first one who became a Christian in both my family lines, whether that be my dad's side or my mother's side. So I really look up to her and think that she's been a model of faith for my family, um, especially in the household where my dad wasn't a believer. He was actually a scientist, training, mm. uh, a trained scientist and atheist growing up. So my mother really was the one who brought us to church. And because of her faithfulness, um, my older brother's a pastor in Japan. My younger brother's a pastor in Kansas City area. Wow. You know, I feel like I'm in, I'm pursuing this, um, what I call academic ministry or yeah. teaching at a seminary. So um, I- Well, that's really... quite a lineage from your mom, huh? Yeah, it, it really is amazing, and it's this this vision of how one seed that's sown really um, multiplies, right? Yeah. So t- talk to us then about th- this really wonderful thing you've done, was sort of trace back the lineage of Jesus for women in particular, you say, yeah? Yeah, um, that was one thing that I wanted to focus on my article. So when you think of... Um... Jesus' maternal lineage. We focus on Mary a lot of the time, as we should. Um, not only is she the mother of Jesus, but she, at this time of year, certainly figures prominently into the nativity story. Um, can you talk about how you think of her and you know those who came before her? Yeah, well, if you read Matthew's genealogy that appears in Matthew chapter 1, there are four female characters are four ladies that are in um, Jesus's genealogy. That's Tamar, Rahab, or Rahab, Bathsheba. She's actually not mentioned um, explicitly, but Bathsheba's certainly there, and Mary, um, as, along with um, Ruth. So I guess that makes um, five in total. Hmm. So um, I really thought that this is this is actually a striking um, feature. If you know ancient literature and you know Greco-Roman backgrounds, it was exceedingly rare to include women in genealogies. So mm-hmm. the biblical author, the author of Matthew, really did something intentional by including these women. Um, and, and there are various interpretations of it, but I think a lot of people agree that um, one of the features of this is probably, you know, this um, by including these women that were all Gentile, they're talking about this idea of Gentile inclusion within the story. Yeah. So you, you really focus a, a lot on the book of Ruth and what you said. She, in many ways, opens the door to Gentile love, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that is one of the key messages of the Book of Ruth. Um, Book of Ruth is really a surprising book within the Old Testament because it's explicitly named after a woman, the Book of Ruth. Of course, Naomi, her mother, really is the uh, main character in the story. But yeah, um, one thing that if you read the Book of Ruth carefully, time and time again, Ruth is described as Ruth the Moabitess. And for us who grew up in the States, sometimes it might be hard to know what where is Moab and why does it matter that she's a Moabitess? And if you read the stories leading up to it, like the book of Numbers and Judges, time and time again, Moabites are portrayed as enemies, as a physical and spiritual threat for the Israelites. So I think it's really, really neat that that, um, the book of Ruth really talks about how a Gentile woman and a Moabite woman that Moses, Moses actually explicitly says, like, don't even let the Moabites come into this worship, right, um, or, or faith community. And she is integrated into the people of God. And not only that, through her comes King David, which is the greatest king of all of Israel, and of course, king of the Jew, you know, Jesus Christ. Uh, let me interrupt you for just a sec, Kaz, because I, I just have to say that I've been a Christian a long time. 
um, I'm familiar with Matthew's genealogy. But for some reason, I had never considered that it was unusual that women were in it. I knew that the women that were in it were unusual, but I didn't think about the fact that women even being mentioned in a genealogy were unusual. Um, and so that's really remarkable to me. Um, and then going specifically into the story of Ruth, not only is she uh, an outsider, um, but the the book is so heartrending and emotional. And the fact that it's included in the canon has always been, I don't know, kind of comforting to me. Yeah, I think a lot of women should find comfort in this beautiful story, because when you start reading the book of Ruth, it starts with this thing of when the judges ruled and there was a famine in the land. And just from verse one, what the author is trying to say is that this is time of chaos. It's really a time where um, it's maybe the people have forsaken God. People are sinning. They're doing whatever ways that they thought were fit in their life, right? So in this time of chaos and where sin is just reigning supreme, really, um, we have this story about Ruth and the faithfulness of not only Ruth, but Boaz, of course, of the Lord. It, it really is, um, it's 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 almost like reading this, um, a beautiful, calm story within the midst of chaos. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, so I really do think it, it should be something that comforts us as we read it. Yes. So speaking of comfort, Kaz, you uh, as a Japanese American and your mother in faith and also bringing you and your brothers to faith, uh, a very particular thing about uh, Buddha and, and, the, and Buddha's mother uh, as a maternal uh, aspect. Talk about that because you do talk about this in the article about Japanese people would go, oh, I, I could understand this in a way. If Buddha has a warm mother, then why not Jesus? Yeah. So um, thanks for asking that. Yeah. One thing that I really wanted to highlight in this is, of course, you know, the role of women and the Old Testament in this Advent season. But I wanted to bring my unique perspective as a Japanese Old Testament scholar. Yes. So mm -hmm. a very famous author by the name of Endo Shusaku, who famously wrote the uh, novel Silence, which became mm -hmm. a movie that uh, Martin Scorsese um, directed. Um, he He's a Christian or Catholic, uh, Catholic, specifically Catholic um, Japanese um, author, and he says that the Japanese tend to seek in their gods and Buddhas a warm-hearted mother. So um, he he talks about how Japanese people, in contrast to maybe what Western heroism or you know this idea of you know mas masculine um, strength, yeah. really wanted to highlight you know for Japanese people that God you know God you know Japanese people are much more attracted to this idea of like kind-heartedness. A, a, a God that is willing to suffer just like a mother. And I think for Japanese people, this, I see this because, um, Shinto and Buddhists are the two primary or largest religions in Japan. And both religions really, um, um, these goddesses play a very big role in our religion, right? Um, in Shinto and Buddhism and specifically for Shinto, which is traditionally Japan's national religion, the chief god, I mean, out of, you know, hundreds and thousands of God is actually a mother goddess called Amaterasu. Hmm. And even with Buddhists, they um, worship a God, a pre predominant goddess is, um, her name is Kanon Bosatsu. So, and she really embodies this idea of like gentleness, kindness and things. So I thought um, from a Japanese perspective, you know, I thought when I was trying to think about how I can, offer a unique insight into the Advent story, I thought, well, 
for just as a Japanese, like any Japanese would really um, think highly of a deity and a female figure that is prominent. I thought even in the Bible, you know, the Bible highlights the role of women, um, the, the suffering that these women go through. But nonetheless, that throughout these sufferings, um, they bear and they're part of this magnificent salvation story of God. So, yeah, that, that was something that I really, really wanted to, you know, pinpoint um, in my article. That's good. Yeah. So then can you sort of circle back to your own mother? I mean, I, I, I love this lineage, mm-hmm. which you've drawn. But, of course, your story and your lineage is very specific. What about your mother and her coming to faith in Christ, yeah, how did that especially happen? as a Japanese woman? Yeah. Um, so my mother growing up was a bookworm. In fact, um, that's all she loved. She loved books and also she loves languages. Still to this day, you know, she studies German, Finnish, French, Italian, Russian. Um, wow. So she's a polyglot. So that started at a very young age for her. But, you know, she didn't grow up in a family that had much means. So she would buy, you know, English books and um, on her for uh, with her own money that she had and when she came to i think middle school she she met a american teacher for the first time at school and that she immediately thought well this is amazing let me go and practice my english let me see if i can learn from her and her teacher who was an american um um, english teacher actually said hey you know, my, my mother's name, Yukiko, she said, Yukiko, if you want to practice more Japanese, uh, English, you know, why don't you come to church? Um, there are actually a lot of other foreigners that are there and you have more opportunities to speak and practice. So that was kind of an entryway for my mother to go to church. But obviously, you know, throughout her encounter with believers through church and through this teacher and, you know, hearing the gospel message that that really led her to believe and um, put her faith in Jesus. And it's it's really amazing. So through her, her immediate family got uh, came to faith. So her parents as well as her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That's so, amazing. yeah, I mean, it's it's powerful, right? The gospel, the gospel message um, and, and despite what language it's spoken. Yeah. And how um, how unusual is that in Japan? Um, what 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 does, did that does that mean? Percentage. Yeah. Does that mean anything culturally for your family? Yeah, well, in Japan, uh, Christianity is quite rare, or like the the number of Christians are quite low. Um, There are different numbers, but generally I do think that they say like if you're speaking evangelical, you know, maybe like Protestant Christians, less than 1% is usually the number that's giving. And I think some mission agency, um, I've, I've heard it said that the Japanese people are the second largest unreached people group in the world. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, and it's an interesting and challenging missional field just because, um, you know, it's not like you're going to what we call a third world country. Sure. Um, right. You know, everyone is well-educated, you know, um, um, fairly socioeconomically well off. Yes. So, um, and everybody's busy. Um, 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 and so all, there's all these unique challenges in doing missions in Japan. So, um, but it, it's, it was really neat when my mother came to faith and of course her family, because, um, obviously my, her side's family grew up, um, Buddhist, you know, traditionally Buddhist and, and Japanese Buddhist and Shinto religion, usually you would have, um, you know, it's connected with ancestor worship too. So they, each home usually would have, um, let me see, it's called a kamidana in J- Japanese, but um, basically a shrine that worships um, your your 
ancestors. So when my grandparents came to faith, I heard that they actually him there him uh, like my grandparents family and the church had a burning ceremony where they were like well we're not worshiping these false gods anymore wow yeah how revolutionary that must have been yeah no i I wish i was there to witness it right it's a story that my mother tells but yeah yes (laughs) and so kaz just when this is a fascinating story i've never heard anything like this so today your father did he ever come to faith yeah, um, it took many, many, many years. Um, but yeah, um, after, you know, I, I was already gone from home. Um, but, you know, once I was an adult and stuff, yeah, just the Lord worked in him. And he recently, fairly recently came to faith. So I would like to, you know, he's just a young believer at this time. Wow, that's fabulous. <laughs> but he is a believer. That is that's a terrific story. Uh, Kaz, thanks for joining us today. A real pleasure to meet you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, y'all. That's Dr. Kaz Hiyashi, Associate Professor of Old Testament at Bethel Seminary in Minnesota. Very nice. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We're just underway. The Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Don't miss new deals every day during Lowe's 25 Days of Deals. Get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, bring home a Werner 4-foot fiberglass stepladder, now just $29.98. And get same-day delivery for eligible in-stock items when you order by 2 p.m. Lowe's knows deals every day. Valve through 1220 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. Delivery by 8 p.m. Subject to driver availability. Fees vary based on purchase. Additional terms apply. See Lowe's.com slash same-day delivery for details. What kind of a holiday gift giver are you? The stop at the corner store on the way to the party kind? Or the thoughtful hunt for the perfect holiday gift kind? Well, if you're the thoughtful one, we've got the perfect gift. Hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear that are so comfortable and so easy, everyone in your family will adore them. Because with Skechers slip-ins, you just step into them and they're on. There's no bending down to the ground and you never have to touch your shoes. Find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Cable news. Noisy. Boring. Out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 with the new year just around the corner it's a great time to identify three friends you can introduce to the lord jesus christ 
And to help with that, Truth For Life is offering a three-pack of John's Gospel. These are pocket-sized, soft-cover booklets that contain John's account of the life of Christ in the English Standard Version text. Request your three-pack of the Gospel of John today at truthforlife.org slash donate. It's easy to listen. We're everywhere. Hear us on oneplace.com, wordfm.com, on your phone, your smart speaker, and on your radio. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 23. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 43. Tomorrow night, increasing cloudiness with a low of 29. Times of clouds and sun Thursday, good weather for holiday travel, the high 43. Friday, we'll see some sunshine. It will turn cloudy, though. We'll reach a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You hear all sorts of strange stories of what people find in their trees, but I believe this one might take the you cake. You mean like a cat? Yes. We, we had, our, our cat lived in our Christmas tree a few years ago. Like, just would climb up and just nestle in the branches quite happily. So our uh, our cat, Gus, won't climb up at the tree, but he climbs in, inside like the tree collar. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sits like He's very curl. excited to be in there. Very nice. Yeah, ours sit underneath the tree now this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about this story, though? A Kentucky family got a little something extra. This is from the Associated Press. Lexington, Kentucky resident Michelle White said that it's a tradition for her family to pick out a Christmas tree every year. They go out and cut one down. So this year is no different. They had a tree in their home after they cut it down for four days, and there was nothing unusual. She said, I've got three dogs, and we use this room where the tree sits nonstop. We watch TV. The kitchen's right here. So the room's always busy. Now, uh... Uh, someone who uh, came into the house, a guy by the name of Bobby uh, Hayes, he was there cleaning the carpets, uh, magic carpet cleaning. <laughs> yeah. He was at home by himself. Uh, apparently, they just trusted the carpet cleaner guy to show up. He was plugging in um, a piece of equipment when he first noticed that the um, the tree was shaking after he plugged in the piece of equipment. And he said the tree started to sway. He said the owl... Came down. An owl was in the... Tr- there was not an owl the whole time. An owl for more than four days in this Christmas tree was literally sitting on a lower limb. He called Michelle, the homeowner, Michelle White, and said, hey, you should come home. There's something going on here. She came home, and then the owl crawled up further into the tree. Now, who knows? This tree must have been massive. Crawled up into the tree... It took me several minutes to even find where the owl had gone to after I saw the owl come down. He sent photos to Michelle White, the homeowner again, and said uh, he was glad to deal with the animal while they were out of the house. Uh, able to safely release the owl after Michelle came home, they got the owl. They don't say how they got the owl. Can you, Can imagine, you imagine what that was like? Those talons? Yeah. They took the owl and put him outside, and he flew out into the yard into another tree. And they said, that's the end of the story. What the heck? So they carried the... they. You cut down a tree. You strap it onto your car. But here's the thing. When you cut down a tree, they generally, depending on most, most tree farms, they, they put it through like a little machine where it shakes all the, all the loose stuff off of it. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. And then they wrap it in netting. 
and then you take it and then you put it on top of your car, your vehicle, where it's tied down. And then when you get home, you un, you know you clip it off your car, you clip the netting off, then you take it in the house and set it up in a tree stand. The owl was there that entire time throughout that whole ordeal. Was he traumatized? Oh, how could he not be? Why didn't he fly away then? Because he was so scared. He was like... He just stayed I, I'm, in the tree. He, he, had, he decided to go to ground. You ever seen... We have an owl in our neighborhood. This owl comes and goes. It's the most beautiful sound. Mm. I mean, usually you hear it at dusk. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. this soft sort of... It is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. It is. We have one too. And I, I wonder about I've it. never seen it. Haven't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear it, see but our, I've never seen it. It sits way, way up in a tree. But poor owl. Hope he's okay. I mean... He's going to have to recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Owl therapy. Exactly. God bless him. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, parenting. Five absolute truths, someone says, I have learned 10 years as a parenting editor. 101.5 WORD. As Christmas approaches, how are you preparing? Are you planning a party? Shopping for gifts? decorating your house the truth is you can do all those things and still miss the profound joy of the holiday to help your celebration be all it can be join john MacArthur for his series the best of christmas here on grace to you this is john MacArthur inviting you to listen to grace to you every weekday morning at 7 a.m on 101.5 word fm my pillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever just in time for christmas hey this is john hall Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. A set of pillowcases only nine ninety eight. Rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper for as low as ninety nine ninety nine. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gift for your friends, your family, everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. You know that look you get when a loved one opens up a gift and you know that you've nailed it? The perfect present? Well, we have just the gift to get that look. Hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Because with hands-free Skechers slip-ins, you just step into them and they're on. There's no bending down to the ground and you never have to touch your shoes. So how do hands-free Skechers slip-ins work? It's like there's a built-in shoehorn in the heel, so your foot slides into place. Find slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sweet children, loving grandparents, and eternal soulmates. Now let's use them to save money on wireless. Because with the Straight Talk Silver Plan, you get four lines for just $25 a month with unlimited data and no contracts. So add those human pawns, I mean loved ones, and save money. Thanks, kids. You're finally worth it. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Get four lines on Silver Unlimited for $25 per line per month, plus taxes and fees. For data management practices and additional terms, visit straighttalk.com. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. Our popular Valentine dinner cruise returns Friday, February 16th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. 
Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. And now through January 2nd, get 10% off your ticket price. Book now at wordfm.com. Now, if you have kids, I, I think most of us have read books, listened to podcasts, go online and look for parenting advice. Things you're happen. you're so desperate. I just think it's good none, to have some yeah, wisdom. And right? none, of, none of us are born knowing what we're doing. <laughs> and when you have a child, it's the most, to me, it was completely overwhelming. Right. Now, of course, you know, if you're, if you're fortunate, your parents were alive, you talk to your mom about this, your dad about this. But I think a, a lot of us go, you know, to the, I'll put this in quotes, the experts. Sure. So there's something called On Parenting which is a a website um, that the Washington Post produces. And um, a woman by the name of Amy Joyce, uh, she has been the editor of On Parenting for for more than a decade. So you would imagine her learning curve and and the Mm -hmm. the amount of information that comes to her is very deep and wide. So she's written a piece in the Washington Post, The Five Absolute Truths I've Learned in 10 Years as a Parenting Editor. Now, going through this, uh, this is interesting because this is clearly a secular perspective. But as I'm reading this, I think, oh, well, there's the church, there's the church. Church. So uh, let me just share a few of these things with you. Uh, one of the things, the first thing that she says is that the first thing she learned is that boundaries are good and your influence matters. Mm-hmm. If there's anything we've confirmed over and over in the research literature is that children thrive when they have both warmth and structure. People say children will see how far they can go and we must nip it in the bud. It's true that they push the limit begging for another cookie, staying out past curfew, playing on devices too long. The key, though, is not to nip anything, but to have a loving relationship so you can say, you know, you can only have one, or you're past your time limit. Turn it off. Mm -hmm. These boundaries and structures aren't always clear immediately, but when you take the time to truly know your children, you'll better know when they need these structures. That's so true. That's good advice. I think one of the difficulties that is common are moms and dads who argue about how to discipline their kids. Mm, And in my experience, and this is not true across the board, but just in my experience, most of the arguments that moms and dads have is that dad wants to be more strict and mom and mom feels bad for the kids. This is common. This, I, I mean, this happens to me. It happens to... Tons of my friends. I mean, it's just one of those things that the mom identifies with the kids and feels like dad's being too hard on them. Uh, My refrain is, I'm just being a dad. Right. I'm just being the dad here. All I can say is I'm not, of course, I hope this goes without saying, advocating for any type of abuse, whether it be physical or verbal or emotional. Not Not at all. Not in any way, shape or form. However, now that my kids are in their 20s. I can tell you that my girls were shaped in particular by the structure that my husband put in their lives. Mm -hmm. He was the disciplinarian and that is the voice. Just remember I told you a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about who's the voice you hear in your head. And both of them said, dad, Mm -hmm. because he's, he's a, he's a, he's a big figure in their life. And me harping at him to ease up on them would not have helped the situation and would not have helped them either. 
It's but, just different how we look at it. I mean, to your defense, while you're going through it, though, it's awfully painful. Isn't it? Yes. It's really painful, especially when you're identifying with your kids. Well, when they're little and yeah. whatever, and they, right. you know, tears start to happen, and all of a sudden... I know. It just gets super oh, yeah, emotional, yeah, yeah. and then, oh. All right. Well, this is interesting. Uh, number two, kindness and empathy are learned. Mm-hmm. Children are not born understanding how to help their community. They need parents to model that for them. Being kind to strangers, to bus drivers, and to waitstaff. Asking your small children who they were kind to today and why. Piece by piece, you are helping them build their moral fabric. Quote, it's about having the motivation to care about other people, but it's also having the skill to listen to other people. Mm -hmm. Boy, is that key. And if you don't, your, your kids will naturally develop that if you are a consistent member of a church. <laughs> Easily. Because you'll develop that if you're a consistent member of the church and your kids will see that in you. Right. If you're part of a kind and loving community mm-hmm. of which the best of the church is exactly that, then you'll follow, they'll follow your lead. Yep. Right. Especially if you're caring for the elderly, caring yes. for the widow, caring for whomever. Right. I'm going to make a meal. I'm going to do go yep. visit. I'm going to everybody does that. I mean, if, if you're part of a church, you, mm-hmm. you know, the mold is there. Right. Yeah. So the idea of uh, of uh, watching, kindness watching, and empathy. Yeah. Watching people take care of each other. Yep. Let them learn for themselves. Mm hmm. Uh, this is difficult, right? We live in the age of helicopter parenting, helicopter or bulldozer parents right. or snowplow, right? Yeah. Where we, you know, I mean, clear the way in our family. There were so many of us that, I mean, you, you mean in your family of yeah. origin being, there were seven. seven kids and nope. not two parents. There were nine of us in that Nobody family. Nobody cleared the way for you. Nope. I mean, we, we learned, you learned how to be yourself. I mean, you, you did, or you were just, you know, crushed. By the weight of the sisters and everybody else who were like, get out of the way, mm-hmm. right? There have been times, uh, well, of course, when you're impatient and you you know, you know can't keep your hands off. Come on, step it up. This is how it works. Um, do I want them, my kids to be able to do it perfectly today the way I want it done? Or do I want them to be able to do just, just to do it themselves mm. next time, right? Progress, they say to me, progress rather than perfection. Yeah. But I think right. the, the key thing, for, at least for, for me, is that you do get impatient. Come on. Here, watch this. Here's how this works. Okay, here's a dumb example. Yep. Emptying the dishwasher. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I like to know where everything is. Putting things away. I So I like to put things away because yeah. that means I'll know where they are. Sure. But then I am not – I have not – taught my children very well about emptying the dishwasher because I always want to do it. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know that's a dumb example. No, there are I, much more complex examples, well, small things more, weighty, big things. more weighty examples than that. But that's just one of them that, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't know how much, I don't know how you did this in your family, but I don't think I was very good about teaching my kids to clean up because I was always cleaning up. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you handled that. Well, I, I'm the guy, you know, I, I always say this. This is always, this is my mantra. And, and of course, early on, they were like, what? What are you talking about? I am not your roommate mm. or be a good roommate. And they were looking like, what are you talking about? Be a good roommate. And I would say, well, someday you're going to leave this house and you're going right. to you know, go to college and you're going to have a roommate. And this is a, take care of yourself. I'm not your maid. Right. right? Uh, which, 
That was my mother's that's, mantra. That's I'm really not good. your maid. I'm not your maid. Right? Let's that's go, really you guys. Good. So pick up those glass. Pick, yeah. pick up those clothes. Let's go. I don't know. That's good. It's really good. Um, okay. Connection is the key. Um, how do you connect? We parents spend a lot of time actively not connecting with our kids. This is true. Now Especially when we're ever. looking at our phones. Right. I need to get this done. I need to get that done. I need to focus on this other thing. And so when a child looks to be misbehaving, we should shift our focus to my child is trying to connect with me. Right? Maybe some of that misbehaving is my child's... Trying to get my attention? Yeah. Uh, here's a, I live down the street from a small parklet. There's a swing set, there's a sliding board, there's a couple of those little things on springs. You know, that's what we, we called it the train park because mm-hmm. there's kind of like a jungle gym that's like in the shape of a train. Yeah. There's an area around there where there's a small stream that if you're not careful, your kids, especially when they're little, will wander into that stream. Okay. I don't want them to go in there because it may be a toxic stew. <laughs> Just recently, the borough where I live in put a big chain link fence around this play area. And so it keeps everyone safe and away from that stream really? and the other area. Now, I'm out there walking. What I see is the kids are playing. Mothers are standing there, and they're doing what? They're looking at their phones. <gasps> so they don't have to pay attention to their kids playing because now their kids are enclosed in a safe space. They can't fall into a stream or run into a, you know the, the little adjacent area. So but they're also not doing anything. No. Because everybody's looking at their phones, the exactly. moms and the kids? No, just the moms. And the kids are, you know, on the swings or on the playground. That's so depressing. But that's what I, I think more than anything, that's what's happened. That's terrible. That doesn't speak well of us. It just, it's all of us. I I know. I'm not, it it doesn't speak well of us. And I think especially, you know, you take your kid to the, you know, the playground, you think, I got a break here. The kid can be on his own. But now there's like a little fenced in dog park area. Right. 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 So we lose connection. I think it's easy to lose connection. I think you're right. Right. Okay, uh, the final thing is uh, it goes too fast. You know you know this. You hear this. Everyone says that, right? When your kids are little, everyone goes, oh, mm-hmm. it goes Enjoy too it. fast. It goes too And you go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, You're it's dying. filthy. It's loud. It's dirty. You're right. exhausted. Yep. But I would give anything. It goes so fast. When you get, I would give, I'd give anything to go back, to lay in bed mm-hmm. and to talk and to read and... <laughs> <laughs> and to snuggle and to, it just goes too fast. Yep. It's, I, I, I've never met a single person who didn't think that no. way. Seriously. I, I know it's difficult and costly and exhausting. And there's a lot of drudgery and thankless hours it, that you invest in raising kids. But being a parent, oh, the greatest gift. The greatest thing. So I wanted to do it so well. And oftentimes, you know, when I grade myself, well, I go, C minus. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, reading, talking, mm-hmm. thinking, praying, connecting helps you be a better parent.
This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, an evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group, because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever just in time for Christmas. Hey, this is John Hall. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gift for your friends, your family, everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Yesterday, there was a earthquake in China where hundreds and hundreds of people have been killed. And then uh, there's a new story about a volcano eruption in Iceland. Now, I don't think this is just me. When you hear about cataclysmic events in foreign countries, I'm always like, oh, those poor people. And I'm glad that's not me. Yeah. But that's the way the news cycle is is built. That's a terror. Doesn't that make you feel like a louse? It does. But... (gasps) This volcanic eruption in Iceland is made for the internet, and I'm not trying to minimize this anyway, because what's happened here is... John's just showing me a video of it. Is that from CBS News? uh, It is. A volcanic eruption in southwest Iceland was diminishing today, but it could nonetheless continue for hours or days. Lava flow did not present any threat to life, however... 
This long-awaited eruption began last night with live stream footage, which I just showed you. Uh, over the last week, this is wild, there have been thousands of small earthquakes in and around Iceland. And these plumes of lava, apparently some going up hundreds of feet in the air. And this volcanic eruption only a couple hundred miles from Reykjavik, which is the capital city of Iceland. Okay, so this isn't the kind of of, you know, mountain top volcano volcano like a cone shaped no, volcano. No, it's like a field, right? It's like Got it's it. flat. Um the evacuation of a town of 4,000 people happened on November the 10th, the first time in half a century that a sizable populated area had to be fully evacuated in Iceland. Mm. Um, they expect this to happen. Um, and this is going to I'm glad to hear this is only going to happen or, or last for just a few days. But who can say what this is going to be like and how long? Right, because it's the earth and all. Right. Look, there's another photograph here I'm showing you, which is it, it looks like a very large area, like larger than multiple football fields. Yeah, it looks like a very, very large area. And it's Is that Reykjavik? Yes, in the- outside of Reykjavik. Okay. So hot, of course, and bubbling, what you would expect when you see a volcano, but it's a massive scale. So we, we do a poor job here. But I would say if you're interested in this, Yeah, look it do. up. Look the it up. There's an article in today's Washington Post. Yep. Um, you can look on CBS News, I'm sure. there's It's in a bunch of different news outlets. Huge plume, uh, yeah. Okay, now... So I'm going to follow it up with a story that might seem dumb, okay. but it came to my attention because I, I feel this so much. Volkswagen, the auto company, will reintroduce buttons to dashboards because <laughs> everyone hates the touch controls. Ugh. I Give me a button. Yeah, please. Give me a dial. I like a dial. I like something that actually mechanically yes. does something. I don't need another screen. I don't want another screen. Right. Touch. I'm reading here from boingboing.net. Touch controls in cars suggest an industry fault line, no pun, no pun intended, yes. after what we were just talking about, where safety got locked out of design considerations. Touch controls are so hated by customers, critics, and experts alike that VW is adding the buttons back to forthcoming models. Um, so it says that it's reassuring for the simple fact that actual buttons just work. Yes. They do. Okay, I talked about this yesterday. We bought this stove. It's a t- What was I thinking? It's a touchscreen stove. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. The touchscreen now is diminished. So I can barely read the touchscreen. So I have no idea <laughs> what temperature setting <laughs> is on my stove. There is a button you press, but I have no idea. Like, and so we're going to have company over for Christmas. Uh, we're going to put a ham in the oven. It may be 1,000 degrees. <laughs> it may be 25 degrees. Right. That's a touchscreen. Yes. I'm going to get rid so of the annoying. stove eventually. It's so, so, so But, annoying. I mean, can you imagine, you know, the touchscreen in your car going bad? Because for me to replace this touchscreen in my stove, 350 bucks. So right. for a car, what would it cost in a car? So I have a touchscreen in my 2013 uh, Chevy. Which is probably first gen. It probably, probably. And it hasn't worked. It's actually been very good for most of the time. But I thought of my experience with it when I was reading a review. Um, This is a a review of the 2021 VW ID4. But this is what it says. 
It's talking about the car uh, infotainment system, you oh, know, yeah, where sure, you're sure. you're going between your iPhone. MP3 and your CD if you have right, one, and maybe right. radio. And I, anyway, the reviewer says it's awful, likely the worst I've ever come across. I was never able to find a channel list for the XM satellite radio because there isn't an option to do such a thing. At least not one you can find in under thirty minutes of poking around. Could- then there's a climate system on/off icon on the screen that you have to click to turn the AC or heater on. You can't just push the fan speed icon and expect it to turn on. No, you have to tap the on button and then adjust the temperature or fan speed separately on the screen. This extra step is so nonsensical. And then to add insult to injury, I couldn't turn the heater on countless times because the climate portion was unresponsive. Other times it would simply say the function couldn't be performed at this time. Why? No idea. Buttons, I mean, please. how many people have thought that trying to poke around in their infotainment system? One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh. Find us at oneplace.com on your smart speaker, the Word FM mobile app, or stream us twenty four seven at wordfm.com. Sharing the word that changes the world. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Israel's defense minister says its troops are working on clearing out Hamas terrorists from Gaza's north, but that the fighting in the southern part of Gaza will persist for months. Israeli forces raided two of the last functioning hospitals in Gaza's north in recent days. Warplanes bombarded central and southern Gaza today with strikes that killed at least 45 Palestinians. Part of the tragedy escalating because of the Hamas terrorist group insistence on using civilians as human shields. The White House is lending its support to an auto industry effort to standardize Tesla's electric vehicle charging plugs for all EVs in the United States. Purchases have lagged behind sales in other countries, partly because the limited availability of charging stations has discouraged many would-be buyers. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 251 points, the Nasdaq up 98. This is SRN News. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen the images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Just $30 a month can help save children for less than a dollar a day, whether it's providing emergency nutrition or helping children displaced by war and natural disaster. For a child in need in any of the 120 countries around the world where Save the Children works, your $30 a month can change everything for a child who's suffering. Call 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online 
at SaveChildrenToday.org. Terrorist attacks against Israel, escalating threats of a third world war, natural disasters and civil unrest are causing people to wonder, are we living in the end times? In his new book, Are We Living in the End Times? Trusted pastor and best-selling author, Dr. Robert Jeffress, provides solid biblical answers to seven key questions, including what role does Israel play in the end times? What five headlines will signal we are in the end times? And how can you prepare for the end times? Are We Living in the End Times by Dr. Robert Jeffress is available right now at ptv.org and wherever fine books are sold. Jesus said, no one knows the hour or day of his return, which is why we should be ready at all times. Jesus is coming back to earth one day. Are you ready? Get your copy of my new book, Are We Living in the End Times? by going to ptv.org or wherever fine books are sold. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie from A New Beginning. I'm encouraging you right now to turn off the negativity and instead turn on a positive message of God's love for you. And you can do that with the OnePlace.com app. You can listen to my messages anytime, anywhere, even offline. So start renewing your mind today with the truth from God's Word. Go to your Apple or Google App Store and search for OnePlace and download it now. Skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 23. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 43. Tomorrow night, increasing cloudiness with a low of 29. Times of clouds and sun Thursday. Good weather for holiday travel, the high 43. Friday, we'll see some sunshine. It will turn cloudy, though. We'll reach a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, I I think that the malls and uh, shopping, retail, uh, traditional shopping, people are busy. I know. It's Um, an exciting time. What's the uh, what's Ross Park Mall like? Have you been out there? Uh, it's funny you should ask. I think I'm going to be going out tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So I have not been there. I thought of going out on Saturday, and then I realized that Please. that was the worst idea. This Saturday this or last? Past. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's a terrible idea. Somebody posted a photo online of South Hills Village um, at 9 o'clock last night. Okay. And, of course, it looked like there was no one there. And the big thing was there were no Christmas decorations. Really? And, well... Yeah, that can't be right. Apparently, you know, after much discerning, uh, the mall was just about to close. And the the area of the mall that was photographed was sort of like a back area. Right. So you can't believe what you So people were saying online, oh, this is wrong. I was at this mall and people were packed. Yeah. The parking lot was crazy. So that's good news, Great. isn't it? Yes. You know, I went to the Strip early this morning. Oh, we're going to the Strip for cheese. Okay. I went to, well, don't go on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're going to go, go right. in as I've soon as that. it opens. We've, we've done that. I know you Stood have. In line. I know you have. You're number 1,443. Exactly. exactly. Uh, I was at Reina's, the Mexican market, oh, yeah. and the Polish market, of course, because I had to get my uh, wafer, Christmas wafer. Um, and it was busy and fun. Mm, yeah, I, fun. I love to be in the strip on Christmas. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, that's that's part of the, I cha- love it. the chaos of people out there, right? That, it, yep. 
You can't do that online. No, right? you can't Mm-mm. do it online. Okay, so I've been thinking about uh, toys. We're buying toys like you are, right? We're not buying toys for our kids, but for nieces, nieces and, nephews and nephews and, yeah. you know, beyond that. So there's a new toy out this year, the strangest toy on your holiday wish list. I've seen this several times. Okay, here's what they say. Uh, here's a holiday recipe that you probably haven't thought of. Pour two brightly colored powders into a bowl, add water, and mix until a dough-like substance forms. Place that into an animal-shaped baking mold, remove it, and then put it inside a plastic oven. Set a timer for 90 seconds. When you hear a ding, open the oven. What's inside? A smiling stuffed animal with what? large pleading eyes. Squeeze it, and you'll find that not only is it plush, body warm, but it also smells like cinnamon. Such is the alchemy of a new toy called Cookies Makery, one of the strangest toys released ahead of this holiday season, combining the elements of Build a Bear and the Easy Bake Oven. The toy has beguiled children and adults with its ability to seemingly transform a glob of mush into a warm, dessert-centered creature resembling a dog, a cat, or a rabbit. What the heck is that all about? Hmm? Um, I am trying to uh, Google it. Cookies Makery. makery, I see it. 35 bucks. I see it. Is it 35 bucks somewhere in the ballpark? Um, Okay, uh, baked treats oven, and treats is spelled T-R-E-A-T-Z. Right. Mix and make a plush best friend. Place your dough in the oven and be amazed when a warm, scented, interactive plush friend comes out. That's wacky. How big is it? Because here's what they say. The toy's apparent feat of baking is actually, actually accomplished with shelves that move around in the oven when the door is closed and the timer is set. What? Shells are moving around inside of this thing? Essentially. Okay, the- when you put it in, it looks like it's it would kind of, the, the dough or whatever, it, the, the, the mold is like, would fit in your palm. Okay. And then when you get it out, it looks like you kind of have to, like, it's going to be, Seven or eight inches long and big, like big like this. Like, uh, really? Like, what is this? Like six inches wide. Sweetly scented pellets embedded in the animal's plush body give it a freshly baked aroma. When squeezed for three seconds, the stuffed animal, which is battery powered, starts warming up and making squeaking noises. If left idle for two minutes, the animal goes into a sleep mode until it is squeezed again. What the heck? All right. Okay, it looks like an easy bake oven. Okay. And it looks like a little plastic form. It's maybe I don't know, 5 inches long. You put it in the easy bake oven and when you open it there's a stuffed animal. Yeah. The toy was inspired by all the baking that was done during the pandemic. That's so weird. Many of the designers this company's called Moose Toy took up baking at that time and started to think about ways that a toy could evoke the evoke the experience of pulling a just made confection out of the oven. She's here when you open the door, uh, says the president Ed Frankowitz, and the scent and the warm coziness comes out, it's an unbelievable moment like a surprise reveal. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> I mean, I can't, I'm looking at the reviews. Mm-hmm. This was so fun. Um, my, uh, I'd like to do this all over again. All you do is put it in the oven and close the other shelf. My daughter loves this. I bought it for my granddaughter for her third birthday. It was her favorite gift of the day. These are the cutest little toys. My girl loved making the dough mm-hmm. and baking it to get their big surprise. Everyone was amazed. I mean, okay. I just ordered a video. I just ordered two of these. They are so cute. For I don't even know what to say. That is the weirdest idea. Cook Ease Makery. My pro, my guess is it probably sold out. Thirty four ninety nine still available. One hundred one point five W O R D. Your radio home for Pathway to Victory with Robert Jeffress. This week on Pathway to Victory, Dr. Robert Jeffress encourages us to maintain a joyful spirit in the good times and the bad, because Jesus is truly a Savior for all seasons. Then, Dr. Jeffress presents a selection of special Christmas messages to help prepare our hearts for this year's celebration. Join us all this week for Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffress. Tomorrow morning at 11 on 101.5 WORD. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's some great news. If you were just notified that your Medicare costs are increasing, a program out there can really help you with your medical bills. And it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. Plus. It's not insurance. Members actually say it's better. It's a Christian healthcare community that aligns with your faith and where people encourage and pray for you. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You choose any Medicare provider, and you get telehealth access anytime you need it. And this is great, too. Unlike health insurance, you can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. So don't get stuck with increasing costs. Call MediShare 65 Plus and find out how much you can save. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Accredited investors, are you tired of the volatility of the stock market? Diversify now while oil continues to go up in price with expert predictions to be at $125 a barrel soon. When you do, you will get a 100% tax write-off for 2023. Why pay the government all the taxes this year and gamble in the stock market? Savvy and accredited investors use proven strategies that make more money and reduce their taxes. Freedom Crude allows you to take advantage of the enormous profits that both companies and producers of domestic oil have been experiencing. Hurry before December 31st. If you do nothing, you'll pay your fair share of taxes. Or act now and invest in oil and let your money go to work with a 100% write-off on your taxes, while at the same time generating potential income for decades to come. Call Freedom Crude, 800-834-1233. Freedom Crude, 800-834-1233. 800-834-1233. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. Our popular Valentine dinner cruise returns Friday, February 16th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. And now through January 2nd, get 10% off your ticket price. Book now at wordfm.com. Mary, did you know? That your baby boy will one day walk on water. 
Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered. Will soon deliver you, Mary. Did you know? I think most of us know that song. 1991. That's a, a Mark Lowry song. Mary, did you know? And uh, on the Today Show right now, Kelsey Kramer McGinnis joins us. She's a musicologist, educator, based in Iowa. She wrote a really interesting piece at Christianity Today called "Mary Told Us What She Knew in Song." Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. So, Kelsey, um, that probably isn't your favorite song. Uh, am, I, am I right? <laughs> you know, I don't have any real animus towards that song at all. It certainly <laughs> isn't my favorite song, but um, I guess I would say if you're looking for a song that really speaks to the depth of the insight Mary can give to us, that probably isn't the one. But okay, but that's I the one that a, yeah, and that's the one that a lot of people know. And it's I, I kind mm-hmm. of look at it as an an interesting compare and contrast. Um, yeah. Because looking at, you know, there there are some very interesting things about that song that does that has made me ponder things uh, about Mary's mm-hmm. unique situation in the redemptive story. Um, mm-hmm. But you have written uh, in uh, Christianity Today about the depth of the Magnificat, which is the response that Mary made uh, to the angel, which is yeah. truly incredible, has been set to all sorts of music um, throughout the centuries. So talk about this thing called the Magnificat and what it is. Yeah, so uh, for those who've not heard it referred to as the Magnificat, you might have heard it referred to as Mary's song or Mary's canticle um, from Luke 1. Uh, It begins with the text, my soul glorifies or my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Um, And it's this expansive text where, you know, we read this response that Mary has to being told of her role in the incarnation and talks about her perception of God's work in the world, what she's excited about, what she sees God doing. Um, And yeah, there are just some really massive themes in there um, that it's hard to capture in in one pop song. But yeah, yeah, it's worth meditating on for sure. Kelsey, when you talk to a a Protestant audience about Mary, there's a certain amount of um, uh, nervousness, I would say, maybe, or pushback about Mary. But the fact of the matter Mm -hmm. is um, the music um, has been going on for, you know, a a thousand years or more, right? Um, uh, People have drilled down into Mary and have written symphonies about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a long history of setting the Magnificat in song or of just writing, you know, devotional hymns to Mary, Marian hymns in the Catholic tradition. There's there's a rich musical history um, devoted to Mary. But you're right, in the Protestant tradition, there's a lot less of that because, um, you know, historically, Mary has held a role in in Catholicism, as almost an intercessor role, and um, you know the Reformation kind of tore that down in Protestant land. Yeah. Um, and so I think I, I love going back and looking at those settings, and I think the Marian hymns are absolutely beautiful, but they are not so much a part of the Protestant t- tradition. But um, 
the Magnificat certainly is. Yes. You know, the text of Mary's song certainly is part of, of what we celebrate in Advent. Um, and I think that the things that she turned her attention to in that song and in that text are things that are worth turning our attention to as well. Yeah. So um, let's highlight some of the things from Mary's response that are so remarkable. Um to me, every age shall call me blessed is fascinating mm. to me that mm. that she um, she had that depth of insight for, at that early moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of foresight looking at the the sort of final enduring nature of the work that Christ was going to do um, and, and gesturing towards that in that moment is really, really powerful. Yes. So someone like uh, uh, Bach, or in your article, you talk about Bach and someone, John Rutter, they, t- mm-hmm. they talk about the epic scale, that that quote from Mary, uh, and, and the music as source wraps around it and presents us with the epicness of, of the thought and the music combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So these choral settings of the Magnificat by Bach and by Rudder, you know, they do some things that like a one song can't really do because they're multi-movement works. They involve a choir and soloists and an orchestra with all of these different colors that you can get from different instruments, allows for the, the music to really paint the text to depict things happening in the text like the mighty falling down or mm-hmm. the lowly being lifted up you can hear those things depicted in text um, and those things are just really hard to do in popular songs um, that you know, just don't have that kind of range in terms of instrumentation um, or vocal range you have so many possibilities there when you do these orchestral choral work right Kelsey Kramer McGinnis is with us. She's a musicologist and educator based in Iowa, regular contributor to Christianity Today, where we saw her article written about the Magnificat. So, John Rutter, Kelsey, go, go in a little further. I do not know this piece of music. Uh, it's a fairly Ooh. modern piece, isn't it? It is, yeah. It was um, first premiered in, in the 90s, I, I think he um, completed it in 93 and 94. Um, and he was inspired by um, festivals to marry in Latin America um, and was, you know, not trying to gloss over kind of the, the contemplation and meditation of Advent, but also wanted to um, touch on some of the celebratory notes in this text because Mary really is celebrating in what God has promised to do. She's celebrating in the prospect of injustice being righted, of the mighty being brought down, of the lowly being lifted up. She's celebrating in this vision of God ushering in a more just world through the work of his son. Um, And so I love that work. And you should go, you can find it on Spotify or YouTube. There are many different um, performance versions that you can find. Um, But yeah, it is a really, um, it's a different different take on that text uh, for, for people who haven't listened to sort of a multi-work choral setting of it. I, I love it because you get these different movements that each have their own sort of emotional affect also, and it just brings the text new meaning, new depth. Well, good. I look forward to this. So um, you, you just kind of hinted at this as you and John were talking about um, Mary's response is not, I don't know, if it was in in contemporary life, you know, people would be maybe looking for her to say, oh, I'm just happy to be considered. Uh, But (laughs) but she launched she's for being so young and so poor, she's incredibly strong. 
mm-hmm. very certain of what she speaks. And she's speaking of the glory of God, of the uh, rescue uh, coming that people have been longing for from the days of Abraham, um, but mm-hmm. also that the mighty would fall. I mean, she's <laughs> just, it's a, I mean, she's not messing around, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, she's not. Um, I got, I had the opportunity to talk with writer Amy or Ewing for this book. Um, she has a new book called Mary's Voice. Um, and she, she talks in this book and in our conversation a lot about the position that Mary had in this time and place. I think it's hard for us to try to put ourselves in that position of a girl in, a, in an oppressed state living under an, living in occupation under. Um, and I think that her response in light of that is even more remarkable. And you can, um, yeah, I mean, to have that kind of confidence in yeah. the face of knowing that your position was your safety was certainly not secure, um, but that confidence in God's faithfulness, I think, is really remarkable. I'm into that. Let's move forward. Talk to us about Christian and Keith Getty. They're picking up the same mm. themes in a more modern style, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the Gettys are, have really become known for... Um, you know, these modern hymns and, you know, creating contemporary music that has some some um, theological depth in its text. And they have this setting of the Magnificat that is really lovely. Mm-hmm. It's not intended for congregational worship like a lot of their music is, but um, if you're not familiar, go and find it because Christian Getty's voice is absolutely angelic. It's beautiful. And it really is, you know, in contrast to the multi-movement choral works, it's this more intimate setting that features her voice over a really sparse instrumentation, but it is, it is hopeful, it's tuneful, um, and it's, it's preceded by, you know, it's a beautiful um, instrumental interludes before and after, actually. So definitely worth checking out as well. Excellent. Now, before you leave us... Talk about this, Kelsey. I mean, in the article, you talk about sitting in court and hearing a story of child abuse. Tell us the story and how this music sort of helps you. Oh, well, so that that story I'm quoting from Amy or Ewing's book, Mary's Voice, where she um, so she is from the United Kingdom and she actually, as she was working on this book, had been sitting in court in support of um, a survivor of child abuse. And um, she had kind of stumbled into this cathedral in a, in a city where she did not live. Hmm. And as she's sitting there meditating on the very difficult testimony of that day, looks down at the notes and realizes that this that they're there's a performance of the Magnificat going on, of Purcell's Magnificat. And those words took on such profound new meaning for her. The, the words of this, of this oppressed woman finding hope in the work of God, in the work of God, in finding hope in God's justice. Um, and so that anecdote, I believe, appears in either the first chapter or the foreword to her new book. And I, um, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to her for this story, because that story was so powerful and places the Magnificat so powerfully in our current day. Interesting. So you're saying if we went to Spotify or YouTube and we searched for Magnificat, we would find mm-hmm. different versions of the piece of music or different styles that resonate because of what Mary experienced. Absolutely. Yes. 
Yeah, you find a diverse body of music there. Well, thank you for... A little peek here. Yeah, and you know, bringing this type of uh, variation and uh, interpretations to our attention. Yeah, of course. I think encountering these different musical settings of biblical text can enrich our experience mm-hmm. with the text and enrich our understanding of the text. And so it's not always a, a question of better or worse. It's yes. just I think the diversity can really um, yeah, en- enrich our spiritual lives. That's very good. Very interesting. That's Kelsey Kramer McGinnis. She's a musicologist based in Iowa. But you can check out her article, which is called Mary Told Us What She Knew in Song. Christians have to look beyond the typical Christmas carol lineup for music that captures the deeper themes of the Magnificat. Find it at Christianity Today. Thank you, Kelsey. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop a preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. It's your last chance to trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium and iPad and Apple Watch SE all on us with Unlimited Ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. iPhone requires Unlimited Ultimate plan first. Service plan required for iPad and Apple Watch. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line required first. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit. Up to $459.99 device payment purchase with new line on eligible plan required per Apple Watch or iPad. Less up to $459.99 promo credit per device applied. 0% APR. Additional terms and conditions apply. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever just in time for Christmas. Hey, this is John Hall. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gift for your friends, your family, everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800 800- 3910954. You'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as 29.98 and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. 
For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. Our popular Valentine dinner cruise returns Friday, February 16th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. And now through January 2nd, get 10% off your ticket price. Book now at wordfm.com. Hear us on your smart speaker when you say, play the word Pittsburgh, or find us on the Word FM mobile app on one place or wordfm.com. And always at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, sharing the word that changes the world. Skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 23. It'll be partly sunny tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 43. Tomorrow night, increasing cloudiness with a low of 29. Times of clouds and sun Thursday, good weather for holiday travel, the high 43. Friday, we'll see some sunshine. It will turn cloudy, though. We'll reach a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Yule log. <laughs> I'm not even quite sure I know what a yule log. Right, is. you're familiar with the term, right? Right. So when I think of it, it's that it's that cake. It's chocolate. Usually, it's roll, kind of like a pumpkin roll. Only it's right. chocolate. That's like a, I think that's a French custom. Uh, so I think that makes all sorts of sense. But the original yule log, it was I think it was back in like medieval times. Before Christmas, you would bring like part of a tree inside and you would have the bottom part of it in the fireplace burning and the rest of the tree would be like out in the living room with you. Really? Like Mm -hmm. your Christmas tree's on fire? Yeah. And you'd burn it every night. And then if by the time Christmas was over, if you had any left, you had to store it for next Christmas. Like in different countries, it had like some countries it has to stay under your bed. Some countries it has to be wrapped in some sort of thing. It's like. Well, I'm not going to diss on somebody else's Christmas tradition. It makes sense to me. I like it. It sounds appropriately crazy and kind of cool. I kind of like the idea. I mean, imagine like. Medieval peasants hunkering around the tree on fire. Sticking out of there, yeah. That's, okay. I'm, I'm all in favor of the it. The log makes yeah, sense. Yeah, okay, me, to me too. Okay, does this make sense? The nativity set. The crash. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so there's Jesus and Mary, the figure, the figures, right? Yeah, they are. Whether it's in your own home, everyone right. has a nativity set. Do you set. have one up? Yeah, two. Okay, okay I, I have one up as well. There's Jesus no, I have and Mary. No, I have two also, actually. There's the baby. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, there's the wise men, the right. figures of the wise men. Mm-hmm. In some of them, there's the, the drummer boy. Okay. There's the animals. Right. Some of them, there's a star on top of the, the manger. Yep. But apparently, a lot of that really didn't happen, or it happened or, in disparate or, times. Right. It was at different times. Mm-hmm. I mean, so a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense. But still, they're beloved. We love them. Yeah. Because there's the baby Jesus in the manger. And okay, the here's the thing. Well, first of all, the wise men shouldn't be there because the wise men didn't get there until Jesus was probably four or five years old. But our wise men are like... So are mine. Far away. Yeah, exactly. Mine are far away. They're working their way over. Right. But 
I think the rest of it, the only thing that's not accurate is the fact that it was probably dirty and scummy. And all of our nativity sets are beautiful the, and the, clean and lovely. Italian, you know. Right. It was more like Jesus being born in a crappy gas station. Right. And it probably stank. We don't also translate that part. But we love it because it's there's Jesus. I mean, here's the baby. Right. But we have sanitized it to an incredible degree. What about the drummer boy? I was thinking he wasn't him. there. Poor Mary. That was the song. <laughs> Given birth and some guy playing the drums. Exactly. It's the last thing you want, right? It does make But it makes sense, It though. makes sense. It still makes sense. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It helps us to remember, right? Even Here's if it's not word. accurate. 101.5 WORD. We're Ann and Dave Wilson. You know, marriage and parenting are not easy. And we're certainly not marriage experts or perfect parents, but we've learned a few lessons over 41 years of marriage and three sons, and we want to pass those along to you, and we'll also be joined by special guests. So join us here each weekday for Family Life Today, as together we pursue the relationships that matter most. Family Life Today, tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Christmas at the Spring House in 84 means lots of activities. Although we don't look like elves, we certainly feel like Santa's helpers as we go about our daily chores. In the bake shop, we're making pie dough and pie fillings from scratch to produce the best homemade pies you've ever tasted. The favorites are raspberry, apple crumb, caramel walnut, pumpkin, and sour cherry. And we're also doing all kinds of breads and cookies for gifts or just for good eating. In the basket-making area, we're putting together wonderful country gifts baskets just popping full and topped with beautiful bows. We like to say they're no fluff. They're just filled with good stuff. In the smokehouse, we're smoking round the clock our own hickory-smoked hams, turkeys, and even salmon. And I almost forgot we're also making our own eggnog with fresh milk from our own cows, and it's wonderful. Throughout the Springhouse store, we're filled with country gifts that will delight the young and the young at heart. Come to the Springhouse in 84 for an old-fashioned Christmas. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's some great news. If you were just notified that your Medicare costs are increasing, a program out there can really help you with your medical bills. And it's worth taking a minute to look into MediShare 65+. plus. It's not insurance. Members actually say it's better. It's a Christian healthcare community that aligns with your faith and where people encourage and pray for you. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You choose any Medicare provider, and you get telehealth access anytime you need it. And this is great, too. Unlike health insurance, you can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. So don't get stuck with increasing costs. Call MediShare 65 Plus and find out how much you can save. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. I was reading a, a column online where there's someone who's called the ethicist. And it is, as you might describe, as you might imagine, people write in with quandaries. 
things that people are flummoxed by, mm-hmm. right? How do I, what is the ethical sort of path forward in this thing? Mm-hmm. So this is uh, the ethicist of the season because this person writes in and says, I'm the parent of two small children, the eldest of whom is two and a half years old. And now that the season is here, Christmas season is here, I'm struggling with the truth or the lie of Santa Claus. I understand, this goes on, that many parents lie to their children about various things, large and small. For example, they'll tell their child that the ice cream parlor is closed uh, as a request for a treat. Uh, I can neither judge nor vilify them. Right, Right, the candy's all gone. Right. When I became a parent, she writes, I vowed that I would be as truthful with my children as possible. Because as a child, I was flummoxed and hurt when I realize the truth about Santa. Other parents tell me that they see engaging in the fantasy of Santa Claus as an important and fun part of childhood and a rite of passage to one day discover the truth. But I cannot help feeling that I would undermine the honesty and trusting relationship that I'm trying to foster with my child. How do I do this? Okay. That's an excellent question. It's an excellent question. And every family comes at this differently. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Now, we grew up in our family with Santa. When you were a kid? Yes, with Santa. But I cannot overstate the devastation the year that I realized it was not true. Mm. I, I I I remember this Christmas super clear that there was a black cloud hanging over my Christmas. I could not believe that Santa was not Santa. I mean, I was devastated. It ruined that Christmas. How did you find out? My sister. Yeah, of course. (laughs) My sister. She showed me where my presents (gasps) were. I want to show you, she said. I want to show you. And so she pulled out. I was like, wait, I had just written to Santa about this. Right. And there it was in front of me. So I knew like weeks ahead of time. And everyone was like chattering, oh, Santa, this and that. And I was like, uh, uh, and I would say, no, that's, uh, no, there was like this consternation, this back and forth. It was horrible. I hated it so much. However, when my kids were little, I delved into the Santa myth. Oh, did you? Okay. I did. Okay. And were they similarly devastated? Uh, not particularly, I okay. don't believe. Now, I have to, you know, we have talked about this. No, we minimized it to some degree. But, you know, I have pictures of them sitting, photographs on Santa's lap. Sure. Lexi, did you grow up with Santa? Santa, was he a thing in your I family? I did. You did. And do you remember the, the time when you realized that Santa wasn't real? I, I feel like at some point, like, all of my friends and I have kind of just, like, we talked with each other and said... We know this isn't real, right? Okay. Like that's, um, I want to say I was probably like eight or nine, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. I i don't remember exactly when. Right, but, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, but right. I felt bad like trying to tell my family that I didn't know Santa. <laughs> like I knew the right. I like it. That's so, that's so, so you, felt, Lexi. You're, you're <laughs> feeling bad. guilty. You're feeling sad for them. Yeah, cause, so I didn't tell my parents until like I was like 12 or 13. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you didn't so, want to hurt their feelings. I didn't want to hurt my family's Because they were feelings. trying so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you're such a good girl. Okay, now I remember I've told you this story, Cap. When Lexi. my kids were little, their best 
best friend came over and I said something about Santa Claus. And I was like, hey, you know, so the three of my kids are there. They were probably like eight and six or something. And there's my, you know, best friend, my, my buddy's best friend, my, my child's best friend. And I said, hey, Santa Claus. And he was like, he was literally on sitting on the couch. He leapt up and he said, Mr. Hall, you believe it, Santa Claus? And he held his arms out. He screamed, false prophet, false prophet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, 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 sh- 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 pl- no, please don't say that. And my kids looked at me with these wide saucers like, what is going on? It was horrible. Oh. Horrible. That Such moment. Awesome. I was outed by a seven-year-old. False prophet Santa Claus. Oh, my gosh. So every family comes at this. Yeah. How about you, Kath? Um, I don't really remember believing in Santa. Really? No, I really Nanny don't. No. Didn't feed into that? No. So I really I didn't. That. I really didn't remember. I really don't remember that. You never sat on his lap? No. Oh, my gosh. No, I never did. I got a photograph of me and Santa. I mean, it's like... One of the high points of my life. Is that right? Oh, I'll show it to you. I mean, there. <laughs> I actually have that picture on yeah, my phone. I think I, yeah. You showed it to me last year. Yeah. Right. You sent. You texted it I to mean, me. I mean, me and Santa. Uh, when my kids were born, we did not do the Santa thing. So they didn't. Grow, they uh-uh. didn't grow. They didn't. No. Mm-hmm. Huh. My my sister, one of my, they they have not done that either. They've just refused to do that. Yeah. Okay. So let me inject something into the conversation. Mm-hmm. You can tell me what you think. Lexi, you can weigh in, too. Um, I love, I I particularly love artistic Santas, representations of Santas from ones around the world. I mean, the actual person of St. Nick is really fascinating. I love all that sort of thing. How And and so, and I, I love the idea of giving gifts. I love the idea of goodwill. I think it's good for society. Um, I think it's good for every person. I, I, I love all that. But I have been thinking over the last several Christmases um, in more with more fervor than I had before that propagating the Santa idea, the, you know, naughty or nice, uh, you know, he's watching, he's watching you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to make sure you're good right. so that you get the gifts. All the, coming down your chimney. It's coming down your chimney. We love cookies. We love to, well, of course, and milk. Right. A lot of those letters. ideas are antithetical to the gospel. It's not just that they are right, right. ancillary; they are antithetical. I mean, if you're if you're tr- if you're trying to get into your heart the idea that your that Jesus loves you not because of your goodness or badness or any performance or lack thereof, right. but simply because you are you. You are beloved. Then the naughty or nice thing is just stupid, right? And might t- <laughs> completely take you down the wrong path. It does. Oh, you better watch right, out. Right. You better not cry. I mean. <laughs> I love it so much. I though. know. I know. It's so sweet. I know it is sweet. But is it sweet or are we wrong about that? I like, don't do think we we're embrace- wrong about I, it. But it's completely. I know it is. I know it's not. It's horrific theology. And people, and this is no, no surprise to anybody either, they have substituted Secular culture has substituted Jesus for Santa, or substituted Santa for Jesus. How about the nativity scenes where you see Jesus, you know, where you see Santa kneeling at the nativity scene? Well, that's better. Right? You've seen that. Right, people that, have that. That's better. But 
I don't know. It just so Santa's going to make all your dreams come true. It's like instead of praying to the God, the God who created the cosmos and who knows you intimately, you're sending a little letter to a pretend guy. Like it, the story, I guess what I'm saying is the real story is so much better. Well, of course, there's no comparison. But we tell the, the we tell the yeah the kind of crappy the magic story, story. The, right? Lex, you want to respond? I don't really know if I have any. <laughs> okay, that's all right. I, I haven't mean, thought about it like that. Well, you're spot on. I mean, your assessment is is there. It is. There's no wiggle room there. Yeah. There's no denying the truth of the gospel and the beauty of that. Santa doesn't hold a candle to Jesus, nor should he. Right. However, <laughs> it's, there a, is, it's a it's a it's a it's a fable story, and I and I don't think that I'm not saying that stories like that aren't important in cultures because they have I mean, been important in cultures all around the world. Christmas Eve. I remember the Christmas Eve. This was like the advent of, you know, computers were, were fairly new. We were we were tracking Santa with NORAD. Yes, right. right? There he is. Oh, there he always oh, was over Greenland. Oh, he's, mm-hmm. and he's coming, you know, and then we would do letters to Santa and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I I'd be making noises in the basement. And I, <laughs> it was a piece of performance. Right, sure. I was doing theater for my kids. Yeah. But I know you're right. I know you're I, right. And I, my sister, she scoffs at it. You know. of the, uh, at the Santa mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've gone around about this. Right, because but there's I, no point in it. And I can't tell you. I mean, what I told you earlier, my disappointment and shock and utter despair that my beloved Santa was a sham, that crushed me. Yeah. I mean, to no end. But I still propagated it in my own kids' lives. Right. Because you were thinking back to the magic of it oh, before you found out loved the it truth. So much. Right. I mean, you- I, I, I mean, I don't think I think that kids can differentiate between a story about Santa and the real Jesus. Of course, I think they can. I think that undoubtedly, I think people, Christians tend to make too big of a deal. Well, if you lie to them about Santa, how are they going to believe you about Jesus? False prophet. Yeah, false prophet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I, I don't know. I've never been particularly persuaded by that, but. I do feel like uh, because we're celebrating Christmas and it is weird that it's been infused with this story that is so oppositional yeah. to the real story. And it's a fairly modern story. It is. I mean, you know, it's yeah. what, 150 years old yeah, max or so, right? Right. I mean, the advent of Coca-Cola is, is what yeah. was the runaway commercial hit of right. Santa Claus. Right. But Santa's not going away. And no. certainly Jesus isn't going away. <laughs> no. So it's every family works out their own salvation. I mean, their own story. The, right. Yeah. I, I don't think there's, I don't, if I had a redo, would I do it differently? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, the the two can run parallel in a, in a, in a small way. They can run parallel if you are. Up front. If you, well, I think if you differentiate yes. between the two. People think that – people say that there is this Santa Claus and he is he is a, an imagination. Yeah. Or He's, or maybe just talk about the real Saint Nick. What an amazing person. Yes. That he, what the stuff that he was doing. I mean, that's – But there's no guy coming down your chimney. No. Mm-mm. And there's nobody, nobody who will ever – 
know you or love you like Jesus. new deals every day during Lowe's 25 Days of Deals. Get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, bring home a Werner 4-foot fiberglass stepladder, now just $29.98. And get same-day delivery for eligible in-stock items when you order by 2 p.m. Lowe's knows deals every day. Valve through 1220 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. Delivery by 8 p.m. Subject to driver availability. Fees vary based on purchase. Additional terms apply. See Lowe's.com slash same-day delivery for details. What kind of a holiday gift giver are you? The stop at the corner store on the way to the party kind? Or the thoughtful hunt for the perfect holiday gift kind? Well, if you're the thoughtful one, we've got the perfect gift. Hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear that are so comfortable and so easy, everyone in your family will adore them. Because with Skechers slip-ins, you just step into them and they're on. There's no bending down to the ground and you never have to touch your shoes. Find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. MyPillow's excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever just in time for Christmas. Hey, this is John Hall. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gift for your friends, your family, everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. With all the baking that goes on prior to Christmas, mm. and I am like hip deep in baking right now in my life, uh, we're still celebrating today National Hard Candy Day. <laughs> Who celebrates National Hard Candy I Day? I, Does anyone? I think people do. <laughs> I don't even imagine hard candy is a thing. Lex, do you have any connection at all? There you are, 24. Hard candy. My mom and I used to make it all the time as Christmas gifts. Oh, you made it. Yeah. It's really easy to make. Mm -hmm. Okay. My father called it hardtack. Hardtack. Which, at my grandmother's house, we would go visit Nan. That's what Mm -hmm. we called my my father. She was a very proper woman. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, when you go to your grandma's house, there's there's always treats. Yeah. At Nan's house, there was a very beautiful candy dish, and we knew what was in there. And you take the lid off, and there'd be this what they would my dad would call hardtack, very beautiful little squares. Okay. Gorgeous, multicolors, stripes, yeah. all these different yeah. things. But to put one in your mouth was to suffer. Oh, right. Horrible. That's hard candy. Because, yeah. But the original hardtack was like what the pilgrims were eating on ships, right? That was to keep them alive, Yeah, wasn't that was it? like to keep them, right. So today's national Okay, but it's hard, not hardtack day. It's national no, hard candy day. Hard candy day. Okay. Do you have any connection to it? Do you um, like it? Do you want it? Dip, not, it's not something I crave, but I'd like to bring up a couple samples of it and kind of get your feedback on it. Right. Like the Werther's original. Werther's. Oh. Okay, Werther's. Lex, yeah. Would that be considered hard candy? I love Werther's. I like the Werther's. How about the Werther's that has that's flavored with coffee? Mm. Oh, even better. That, yeah, coffee flavored. Oh yeah. Oh, that's delicious. How about your cream savers? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah? Oh yeah. Yeah, life savers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, How about lemon heads? Oh yeah. I like a a childhood favorite. Yeah, I think that's very good. Box of lemon heads. Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, sure. Happy to have that. But I like the green apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lex? Yeah. They're all right. They, Just the, all right. This, the way it gets stuck in your teeth that is matter. a little no, gross Yeah, that's not no. ideal. Come on, you guys. Um, atomic fireballs. Oh, 100%. I told you the story of my brother. My brother was a, a smoker for decades. He decided to give up smoking, so to help him, he bought himself a gigantic box of atomic fireballs. Well... He tried this, you know, so always had an atomic fireball in his mouth, Mm -hmm. but he could never quit smoking. So you'd see him, he had a fireball and he was smoking a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) It was not a good combination. Okay, so that didn't work. Not a good combo. That did not work. Jeff Hall, thank you. Um, Okay, what about nerds? Oh, yeah, a nerd's fine. I think it's all right. Yeah, sure it is. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty f- okay. What about root beer barrels? Oh, yes. I like a Me root beer too. barrel. That's an old fashioned yeah. candy. Lex? I love those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are too young to go to the penny candy store. No. Remember that? I had a penny no, candy store. I, I had one what? too. You guys had penny candy yep, stores? I had, I had one. Oh, you'd stand there and go, one of these. We used to go to Butler's in Swissville. Stand there, and those poor ladies. You'd say, one of those. You'd like have five cents, maybe. You get five or a dime. One of those. One of those. One of the, like a spearmint leaf. Or how about the uh, how about the uh, flying saucers? With those were so good. Oh my, flying saucers! Like they the were wafers not, with the leather yes, inside. Exactly. Yes, Lex. they were just weird. They're no. just they they are an experience to eat. I, I love experiencing that, it. They were mm-hmm. so weird. What about um, charms? Remember, they were in that wrecked. They were like little square candies, and they were in like a long white pack. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, I do you know remember what I mean? that. Yes, I do. I don't even know if they still yeah, make those. Yeah, 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 yeah. But mm-hmm. I like. What about banana candies? Oh yeah, I did one of those. That's yeah. weird because that doesn't taste anything like a banana. No, it does. Right? Is that now or later? Is that you know? Remember now and later? Yeah, I do remember now and later. Yeah, right. Do they have a banana flavor though? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, now or later would never work. It was always now. It was always now. (laughs) What about those? We were just talking, Lexi, about those strawberry candies, the ones that every grandma had. Yeah, I wish I remembered what they were called. Oh, those things. They were like, I think they're called strawberries. Like, oh, strawberry bonbons. I think is what they're called. Is that right? I'm. I'm gonna Google. They look like strawberries. They're like green on top. Those are those are disappointing. I like those. I like those a lot. National hard. Yeah. What about butterscotch discs? 
yes. in the yellow wrapper? One hundred percent. Okay, love them. All right. What about peppermint ones? What about those peppermint ones? Sure. Th- but the like the puffy ones. We just had some of those. Yeah, they like disappear in your mouth. Those are just a giant hunk of sugar. <sighs> I like those. That would a not lot. be. Would that be a hard candy? I guess That's, it's classified as a hard candy. Really? Yeah, because nice, nice. I'm looking at it right now. Um, what about? Um, oh, lemon drops. We already talked about mm-hmm. rascals. Oh, a rascal. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. That, those have the banana things yeah, in them, yeah. right? I'm going to have one of those. Yeah, I like those. I'm not opposed to this. Uh, what about the whorehound? Oh, drops? the whorehound drops. Or fisherman's friend. Fisherman's those... friend is when you're sick, though. A friend of mine just gave me some fisherman's friend. Yeah. I like fisherman's Thank friend. What do you think about the whorehound drops? Uh, I like them. I think they're kind of weird. No, they're good. I don't think i go as far as to I say would. I, I like them. I like them. them. I, I always thought they were, you know, they're medicinal miracles. What about cinnamon drops? I'll eat them all. All hard candy. That kind of burns your mouth, doesn't it? The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.